Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. Chop a line now. We are back. We are back. Episode 23, the Jordan episode. Chopping lines coming at you. Great to have you all back. Our last episode before the Christmas of 2022. So we've all been busy here. I'm sure you all have been as well. We appreciate you all finding the time to tune in to what we have to offer. We're going to give a quick shout out, a clap out to Lionel Messi, the Argentinians. What a finale. He was recently goaded. What a finale that was. Yeah, that was... Great, and a lot of people all over the world have been calling it the greatest sporting event the world's ever seen, and and a great weekend for sports. And yeah, you, you can't argue with it, really. I mean, not at this point to have Leo Messi, who's in the conversation at least of the greatest of all time, and his whole career arc has been leading up to this. Hey, but he's got to get a World Cup for that and to be true. Or even him. if he wants to be the next Maradona, he's got to get that World Cup. And he's come up short. That's been there's been problems with the Argentinian club in the past. But to see him do it is truly great. But that match with with him being the legendary guy and Mbappe being the new probably new best player in the world, like walking. You know what I mean? Um, or best man on any pitch. He went and for him to go hat trick, yeah, and then we go to PKs. It it really was you could not have had a better end to a World Cup. I sat down on the couch. I was so we had the the penny party the night before, so I was Mm -hmm. I was pretty sore Sunday morning. A little chewed up. And I uh, I wake up, I sit down, and I'm like, huh, two nothing Argentina. Looks like they're about to win the final. And like go to the bathroom, come back out. I was like. Suddenly, a big jolt of energy was like, "Holy fuck, guys! It's two to two. Yeah, everyone's like, "What?" I was, you said Argentina was about to win. I was like, "Apparently not." So yeah. that was, it was a wild comeback by Mbappe. That second goal he scored, right? With all, I feel like it's when you play FIFA, you get that steal. You just push it up the field at that point. It's yeah, all I mean, the moment he was on like one hundred thousand trillion. Like he was. Emptying his tanks and achieving the best he can probably reach. And it was... It was awesome. Fell up, fell off just short. But it's not as sour of a loss, at least for me or, or the outside world. But they, he won it last time. It was like, what, like a 17 or 18-year-old? Yeah. The last World Cup. So it's, yeah, he didn't get two in a row. And that truly would have been setting him on a completely like different track. course than even yeah. Ronaldo or Messi were when they were that age. Correct. Either and way. That yeah. uh, A shout-out to Argentina's goalie, too, for that save. And I think it was the 119th, 120th. Yeah. Just the five-star, the strong quad. Yeah. Knocked that one out of bounds. That was legendary. Well, how about that save, the French goalie? When there was, I forget when exactly the game it was. It might have been in, like, the 60th or something. I mean, France, I think, had already scored, but... Messi had one and oh, ripped it, it later. center, yeah, it late, center late, just yeah. under the crossbar, and, and like Duder got his hand up, and that he saved a goal. I mean, it was just a wild match. It, it really was, was. It was awesome. If you haven't seen it yet, absolutely tune in. It's not one of those soccer games that's going to put you to sleep, and if it did, the last forty minutes will wake you up real quick. Yeah, great game there. Moving along to the NFL, Franco Harris, R.I.P. Sad news today yeah. on the, the week before the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. He has passed away, unfortunately. A real great talent tore up the Baltimore Colts. Yeah, I mean, won four Super Bowls with the Steelers. The Immaculate Reception, I mean, and I remember I was... It was still another 20 years until I was born after the Immaculate Reception. Yeah. But uh, even as a kid in school, it would be in like those, you know, it'd be like kids sports illustrator, like kids time magazine that they'd like pass out and you would like fill out a paper. I mean, either way, that was something in science or health or gym class, either way. And that was still being referenced then. Yep. And All I would like the picture of him snagging it. It's just one of the great. Uh, plays in NFL history. Heads up. Heads Maybe up. the the most famous 
play in NFL history. And we've we bandied about this earlier, but let's name some others. Like uh, we ha- we talked about the David Tyree helmet catch. I'd be up there for sure. Yeah. The Music City Miracle. You've got yeah. San Antonio Holmes Frank against Wycheck. the Steelers. James Harrison. In, in that same game. Yeah. Absolutely. Some classics. Some classics indeed. Before we before we get really going, also want to introduce we got you got your brother on deck here, Jason Ward. Yeah, Doc's brother Jay. In studio. Yeah, good to be here. Just don't want a random voice chiming <laughs> in. It's like is my uh, <laughs> microphone messing up? What pod am I overlapping podcasts? And now Jason, where do you like do we name all the great plays or what are some other good ones? Yeah, well, um, I guess it's more of a call, but it is a play. The tuck rule game. I mean, it right, was snowy. Yeah. I mean, that, and that was in well, our lifetime. And like, that's a that, pivotal that could be one of the more, uh, you know, monumentous or like affecting Start of the dynasty. plays. And it wasn't a touchdown. It wasn't some dude scooping the ball just off his shoelaces and running it back for a touchdown. Or it wasn't a ball getting stuck between a helmet and a hand. Yeah. It was a call. It was a a penalty call or a you know, it, yeah. it, it, was, and it was controversial because, right like as it should be yeah because <laughs> to this it day be. it's like i get the rule that doesn't exist anymore but that was a fumble. that was in well, the spirit it's of almost the law, like it's like hey uh i'm trying to think of like a good example but it'd be like hey justin timberlake how did you become the lead singer of nsync he's like the fucking dude who was supposed to like didn't show up or like got sick it's like and that's that mistake started the Patriots yep, dynasty as we knew them. and and one that surpassed all others. And it's going to be hard to see another team winning six Super Bowls in like 20 years. That's yeah. pretty wild. Even, even the Chiefs right now are proven as good as a quarterback as they have easier said than done. But some great plays there will definitely tune into a little bit of those later on we're going to talk a little bit here about week 15 yeah. moving on through thursday night san francisco they beat up seattle they went 21 to 13 ran all over them as with most of our thursday games not too exciting but this is our one o'clock block actually we're going to start with our actually this game did start at one o'clock on saturday yeah uh, not mm-hmm. on sunday this was maybe the game of the year maybe the game of the decade so far the colts go into halftime up 33 to nothing against the vikings next thing you know justin jefferson and kirk cousins your boy are driving up and down the field and they come back and they win with a minute and a half left in overtime 39 to 36 yeah and i was getting lunch at that time and talking to one of the cooks who I'm kind of friends with that the place I was, and he came out. And he's like, "Oh, he had a lot of bets on that day." And he's like, "I need Kirk Cousins to throw for 250 yards. I need Justin Jefferson to get 100 yards, and I need the Vikings to win." Basically, something like that. And I left at halftime because that's when Jason was getting into town. And I was like, I looked at him. I was like, "Sorry about that, S-O-L. man." Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then late, like an hour or two later, turn it on. It's just like, "Holy shit! What the fuck? That actually happened." The biggest comeback in history, and the the last biggest comeback was Frank Reich quarterbacking the Bills. I forget against which team, but the Houston Oilers. There you go, and he, Warman. the the former coach of the Colts, as the team a, that lost, the, a few he weeks ago. texted Kirk Cousins and was just like, "So proud of you, man! Like, way to go! <laughs> Couldn't have happened to a better guy." And you know how sweet it was for him to see that happen oh, yeah. to his former team oh yeah absolutely tremendous win um wild all around i actually put when they were down 36 to 14 i put in a live bet on the vikings to win oh nice Overall, just, randomly just to said, go oppo yeah uh just you, if you were watching the game you felt the momentum yeah it's like this feels and momentum's like, real and yeah. we're gonna, that's another nail in the coffin of people saying momentum isn't real yep i yeah. i think i texted joe or kevin somebody and i was like this just feels like matt ryan's about to blow this somehow and what a tragic <laughs> so. career like it's been a long career you won a league mvp but that collapse Against the Patriots, what was it, twenty-seven three, and then twenty-eight three, yeah, and then this this fucking thing, and it's like I think those two could almost—I mean, that's taking him out of 
whoever was trying to put him in a Hall of Fame conversation, I don't think it is anymore. You're just a you're a Hall of very good. Yeah, like you're a good quarterback. Yeah, now, nothing if wrong you, with that. If your career slammed into Joe Flacco's career and it became one career, then you are a Hall of Famer. You got a league MVP. You went on an unprecedented playoff yeah. run, but each of them apart are not Hall of Famers. Right. They're but, Ring of Honor guys. But, and they will forever be linked because I remember in 08, Draft I wanted Matty Ice. Yeah. He was, you know, I had friends that went to BC and it was cool to see Matt Ryan look like All a really scene. competent. And, like, and what Joe an ironic was, nickname yeah. now, Matty Ice. Matty Ice. Right. It's like Joe Cool is actually a, a good mm. nickname for Joe Flacco. Right, because Joe Flacco was clutch. Joe Flacco is remembered for his playoff victories. Right. Matt Ryan doesn't have one of those memorable it, it, victories. No. No. All of his postseason. losses. They're, yep. they're historic losses. Historic. So, yeah, sorry. I'm taking Flacco. No, no doubt. Moving yeah, along to the, to the Ravens with which Flacco used to represent. Mm. They didn't look their best on Saturday. They lost to the Browns 13-3, to and we're going to come back to that one. This was kind of a shit middle of a sandwich on Saturday because the Sunday or the Saturday evening game, Bills against the Dolphins, was a great one, 32 to 29. Back we and all forth. watched that together a lot with of, a, just a side eye, kind of. I mean, we were yeah. a lot we were of snow. Yep, Josh Allen looks great to uh, bounce back a little bit. Dolphins have some question marks going into the season. Or uh, going into the postseason push, rather. Moving to the actual Sunday, 1 o'clock block. Desmond Ritter had his debut. He lost 21-18. to 18. Didn't look super good in the process. Kind of answered some questions. Why Marcus Mariota had been getting the start all along. Najee Harris and the Steelers, they rumble to a 24-16 to 16 win in Carolina. Nothing too exciting there. Did bet the Steelers. They were tasty dogs. If you hit that with us. You did well. The Eagles hold off Justin Fields, who looked awesome in the yeah, run, as he's always. Just, he and the Bears are just door knockers because they've actually been playing well. And like, but it's just like least. not winning games. It's just one of those things. That's a team where it's like you hope in a se- an offseason they take a big step forward because yeah. they are – he at least is playing well. And you could say the team is, but they're just – not closing out or they're playing good teams whatever it is they lack talent right if you're if you're a bears fan i would think things are looking up i agree they're gonna they're prime for the number two pick right now and there's some good quarterbacks so there's prime position for them to ideally get someone to trade up have a bunch of picks reload the team around mm-hmm. justin fields and we'll see what happens the jaguars and the chiefs both win they both needed overtime to do it the Jags had a much bigger win over the Cowboys yeah. doing so, but the Chiefs struggling to beat the Texans. Which we've said, we've been saying this for weeks now, every episode. The Chiefs play with their food. They're not, they, they just go out there and fuck around and whatever. And then they're the opposite of the Bears. Yep. They're going to go do whatever the fuck they want, and then they go, oh, shit, I got to turn that paper in. It's like, boom, here you go, and you get an A. It's like, forgot we have yeah, to win. yeah, shit, I forgot that was due tomorrow. <laughs> Absolutely weird games there. We'll go back to those Jags Chiefs momentarily. Our last game of the 1 o'clock block, we had the Jets falling to the Lions on a missed field goal. The Lions have won the six The hot seven. Lions. The hottest of the hot. You love to <laughs> the, see it. The chopping Lions are fucking going, bro. Dan Campbell is all the way back. I'm passing along the evening block to you, Doc. Tell me about it. Well, we got Denver and Arizona in a battle of the backups. Denver takes that one 24-16, and those two teams, am I right? <laughs> Not much more to say about that one. <laughs> Chargers win 17-14 over the Titans in a disappointing matchup. Yeah, two teams that have underperformed, or they, there's high hopes there, or high expectations, and they're just kind of middling and mumbling and fumbling their way through. And the Chargers found a way to not lose it. Yeah, but I feel like the Chargers are kind of ascending. They're trending right. The Titans are They are trending wrong. Right, I mean, they're turning around in the right way, but it's still, it's still like uh, that 17-14 game matches where they both are right now, where it's like, we just don't know quite yet. I agree. The Bengals shocked the Bucks. For four second 
half, excuse me, four, four second half turnovers and run off 34 unanswered to win 34-23. Like, now talk about a big collapse. That it just was... isn't as historic as the other one, but 34 Shoot. unanswered when it was By Tom 20. Brady. It, it, it wasn't like it was like 13 nothing, and then they just went 34-0. It's like, oh, we actually are a better team. We just had to, like, wake up real quick. No, it's like the Bucks twenty three nothing. It's like that's the lead you got to close out no matter what. So I've got some crazy stats on this game. Uh-huh. So on top of the fact that the Bengals scored thirty four unanswered, the Bengals only ran fourteen plays in the first half. Wow! So it's all Buccaneers. They missed a field goal. They scored two touchdowns. They scored or they kicked the field goal as well. And then in the second half, the Bucks come out. Turnover on downs, interception, fumble, fumble, interception, punt. <laughs> and then they scored again. Now that, talk about collapse. Uh, yeah, and collapse. That, like, that's something, when you see the those series written down, that's like, oh shit, that's about as ugly as it could go. Into a you team know? with weapons like the Bengals have. Mm-hmm. If, if y'all tuned into the... Chopping lines, power rankings, they're number two right now. Speaking of tuning in, I'm sure everyone at least at once this week so far has tuned into the replay of what happened between the Patriots and the Raiders. Chandler Jones returning Jacoby Myers. Jacoby got more suits than Jacoby got Myers. Lateral for the Raiders, 30-24 to win over New England. A lateral that didn't matter and an overtime that should have happened. Results, <laughs> yeah, Insane. I mean, and every single talking head and sports journalist and people who played the game was just like, that might like be what? like the weirdest and worst thing I've ever seen. But leave it a TB12 to put in perspective when he's like, you know, you're a player out there trying to make plays, and that's what happens. And it was boneheaded. But look at what remember late stage ed reed when he would just be getting picks yeah. and be like laddering i out of i nowhere. get it's like, that yeah it's like but, but playmakers are playmakers but you're right i mean to ooh, throw it across the field like to mac jones the, yeah like, like yeah. it's not like you're throwing it to tyree kale or to a running back right. it's like to the guy who's running a five two yeah mac wasn't going to be throwing the hail mary to begin with so admittedly, the ball, yeah, yeah, admittedly. Not, weren't they like we don't think he can get it 60 right. yards in the air yeah. and he was like oh i think i think i think but, I could. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you would I, that's why you're a starting quarterback gotta copyright that quote you gotta yeah. yourself, and, and there's a lot of recency bias around that play i mean it was boneheaded and it is iconic but the whole context of this week has been the immaculate reception and right. I, you know sure. a lot of pundits have just been saying oh this is the worst play in NFL history, and like it'll be iconic. Well, it probably will be. I yeah. love just Mac Jones getting buried. Yeah, like Chandler yeah. just catches it, stiff arms him. That's fully like the John the, Reagan. It's, the, it's the ejaculate concession. Oh. <laughs> he just fucking coughed it up and said, "Hey, take that home with you." That he did. I think the uh, I think the Washington Commanders coughed up something Sunday night. Yeah, they did to the Giants with a 2012 victory. And there was some controversy there at the Ralph. Terry McClellan and the, the Lions judge over there on the sideline who yeah. checked in. I mean, it's on, it's the on video, camera. It's on camera. And, and you know, and this was brought up on Good Morning Football, but it's like, you there's audio of that somewhere. Correct. Him checking, like, but and Correct. The, and guess who's not going to release it? The NFL yeah, who owns that audio it. because yeah, the they know the ref did that. And that's where and there was talk about this, not to say this was that, but this is what happens when there's sports gambling and then you have refs doing fucking weird shit. Yeah. Which like the dude, we saw him check with you multiple times and you were going yeah. and your hand was on the thing. It's like what was that? Yeah, about? Words are not it's on Tim Gone. Yeah, Tim words Donaghy. are not. Yeah. I think Terry McCall, Terry McCauley, I believe, was the head of that staff. Terry McCauley, Terry Mcaurin, maybe a little connection there. Maybe Terry bet on himself. And the Terrys, yeah. It's hard to say a little conspiracy. Terry, but, but let's not forget the next play, the fourth down yes, play, right. where the dude's like flakjacking, yeah, yes. straight yeah. all over him, flakjacking. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. That's the thing. And now, I mean, you thought refs' calls, boneheaded calls, were scrutinized in years past like cuba gooding jr in rat race <laughs> but this is gonna drop. be real shit you got everyone in america or in many states gambling every single game 
and voting money on dumb shit, like not dumb shit, but like random shit, like prop yeah, bets shit and, all, and all these other things that parlays things that need to happen for other things to happen. And all it takes is that that very odd situation. It wasn't like you swallowed the whistle or you threw a flat. Like it was like a whatever. It was like there's video of this dude checking exactly what the problem what would he be. Needs to do. You apparently telling him, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, it's just weird. Either way. Monday night. Monday night, Packers beat the Rams 24-12. You know, the Packers are finding something maybe. I mean, Aaron has said it himself. He was just like, oh, yeah, we can win out and get in. And shit, maybe they could, yeah. Uh, I don't have them over the lines at this point, even the Seahawks. But what are we seeing out of Baker? Like, I, I guess there it's there's still a couple games left, but is he just a placeholder? I mean, the Matt Stafford, it's just seeming like Matt Stafford might retire or... He'll probably be a placeholder in L.A. And then like I he'll feel be like back he'll be... up to Matt next year. Yeah, and then I and feel then like he's going to probably take like a Nick Foles-esque route. Like you might, you're going to compete in some spots. You're going to yeah. be the clear backup in some spots and, you know, shine right. the opportunity you probably won't. Well, that's what a lot of people had said about Baker anyway. I mean, he had that, some moments in Cleveland, but once there was enough footage or enough, you know, substance behind him, it's like he's just a really, he's a great backup. Yeah, yeah, he's very he's a fine game manager at best. Um, we talked about some of these games as we went. I want to just kind of talk about the Ravens game before we move along. Utterly to our frustrating. I, and at at best, and I I think I want to first lead off with kind of a preface that I've been pretty pretty calm, pretty level headed towards the Ravens. Still going to continue to be. You know, we're businessmen. Yeah, here. you're a fan, but you're not reactionary. No, no. Know? Um, I think this loss was really bad. I think if you are somebody who is in the boat that Tyler Huntley can replicate what Lamar Jackson does for our offense, right. I don't want you to talk to me anymore. And a lot of people wanted to we're not watching that. the same games. Yeah. A lot of people like to, to think that. And and I and I'm all for giving Tyler Huntley that opportunity. Sure. And I think that I think that the proof is in the pudding record-wise in the previous years, but I think now it's in the eye test that he is not that guy. He's a fine backup. Right. And that's his ceiling. Um, I think that Greg Roman got in his own way. We were running the ball excellently. I think JK and Gus were like combining for like eight yards of carry each, uh, respectively. This offense was looking as good as it could, yeah. and he got away from shit to throw the ball to a banged-up Devin DuVernay, James Person. We, we weren't even throwing the ball to Mark Andrews, right? who's, like, allegedly our best that, target at this that point. That interception in the red zone was to Deshaun Jackson on, like, a slant route. Yeah, horrible. Uh, I, I just don't... My frustration is with Greg Roman, and apparently that's probably not going to change this year, and... John Harbaugh is a part of that, but I don't want to. You can't fire your head guy at this point, right? But but Eric DaCosta, and we talked a little bit about it at the bar the other day. But DaCosta's kind of my mm-hmm. main guy at this point. He's well, neglected some positional areas. He's made some. He's been aggressive in some areas and totally just absent in others, personnel wise. Yeah, and it's starting to show. Our receivers are. Like, collegiate, like, like collegiate. dead piss last. Like, yeah. they, they're not good. They wouldn't. They would be bench riders on a lot of teams in the league. Yeah, and our defense is fine. Our defense is well, great. And yeah, it is. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, look at what they've been doing well. to teams. I mean, teams haven't been throwing up points on us since, since the Roquan Smith edition. It's been pretty good for our defense. Yeah. Now, thank you. The Davis. offense is something completely different. Hor- horrible. Yeah. And if you look around the league, and we want Lamar to be as good as he can be, but look at Josh Allen and Jalen. I mean, I saw something the other day. Is in the third year, Josh Allen got Stephon Diggs, and in the third year, Jalen Hurts got AJ. All these guys getting these players, and look at what they are doing, and how good that can 
be that for your team, you especially are, uh, when your defense is only letting up like 16 points or whatever. Well, that can support is. your quarterback. Well, like, I'm getting like, back to the abandonment of the run, which you were pointing out in live time. But mm-hmm. here's J.K. Dobbins over the past two weeks. PFF, 240 yards rushing first, mm-hmm. eight point yards per carry first, mm-hmm. seven runs of 10 plus yards first. 86.7 PFF grade first. And he doesn't even look healthy. And, and you right. don't give him the ball at all when we're like going down the field. It's what we've been doing all day. And in the press conferences, they asked John Harbaugh about abandoning the run. He goes, well, when you run the ball, you run the clock. And then like took a beat or another question was like, in hindsight, we, we could have kept running the ball. They asked Greg Roman. He's like, yeah, yeah, looking back on it. I don't know why I abandoned the run. And that's the shit we're talking about. And that's why it's an institutional problem because yeah. they're the same guys that every single week same ta- shit. take yeah, they, they they take responsibility in the sense of saying, We know what we did wrong and we gotta do better and never do and nothing ever changes. Correct. Kind of passing the buck to the players. Like it was like uh well, if they'd it's have played a better. thing. It's like, well, we just outlined the talent on the field, so all this is kind of pointing back to you. And we're not asking mm. for a lot. We're not asking for them to game plan something to elevate these people. We're saying the proof is in the pudding. We can run the ball. We could have so won like we by have two the backup points. running back. We, yeah, we could have like won we, that like game. This is what we have to do. Yeah. To, this is the formula. Like yeah. it doesn't take an expert to and see it. And it was the formula in our best year of 2019 or whatever. It's like Many of and our best when, especially when you've seen it working in the actual game we were playing. Correct. It, it, it was Nine like, are you trying to like was. prove to people we can throw the ball? Watch this. We'll make the backup throw these crazy these and also apparently <laughs> designed plays for Prochet. Oh. <laughs> the dude who has like twenty five catches, no touchdowns, and just like rounder. yeah, yeah. It's a it's a frustrating situation all around, but we control our own destiny to some extent because we do already have the victory against the Bengals. We play them again week 18. So and if we win out, is it, we get the we win the division. I don't know if it's all season long or it's something like the past 11 games, but we haven't thrown a touchdown to a wide receiver wow. possibly all year and definitely not in like it's not all year, weeks, but it's been a while. Uh, like 11 weeks or something yeah, then because it's, it's that's <laughs> that tells you all you need to know. Well, yeah. then I want Sammy Watkins to get the first touchdown. Yeah, Sammy Watkins Glenn. Hey, we're going to be going into week 16, and we're going to touch on a rhyme time within that, but maybe that's Jason's rhyme time there. Sammy Watkins, welcome back to Baltimore. Week 16 coming up here. We talked a lot about week 15. There were some good storylines. We're going to have some other ones coming up ahead as well. This Thursday, tomorrow, Docs Jags versus Docs non-jets right this is in new york big game for both teams big game for both teams afc implications uh the jaguars are playing really well right now the the jets defense is still very good yeah i the um, the under is only at 37 which is a little it's hard to hammer that as much as i want to i think the jags win now i do too zach wilson's getting the start Zach Wilson's yeah. going to start. And Sala gave him some flowers yesterday or whenever it was. But I guess when he's now, again, the only option or whatever. But maybe he's still, I mean, Mike White, he's all banged up. But maybe he's one of those guys where it's like, yeah, he had a good like game or two. But you're he not. He didn't even have a good game. Whatever. He but yeah, he <laughs> but I, I'm with folk you. gear up there. Yeah. But either way, Jags all the way. Let's get it tomorrow. I, actually, I might actually bet that. Uh, let's put my money where my mouth is. Saturday, one o'clock games. We are on Christmas Eve here. The Buffalo Bills going to Chicago to play the Bears. They're nine point road favorites. I think the high for this game is fourteen, which is a bit chill. The temperature, a bit chill. Yeah, it's like, are, are the Bills ready to play in the cold? It's We're like, about to find out. It's freezing out here. Whatever. I actually love <laughs> the McDonald's. Over. I love the over in this game because I think that. Both quarterbacks are they're going to be able to run some. I don't think the cold's going to deter them right. that much. Now, do you think we'll see more of the same where Justin Fields plays really well, but they still lose to the Bills? Yes. Yeah, yes, I, I think so too. Yeah, you read my mind. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Should be a fun game though. I actually, that mm-hmm. that should be fun. And we love this time of year. I love those fourteen degree games. Yeah, and I I, th- I know Joe loves to bet the big adjusted scoring lines i like that that one at over under 40 i love that one it's a way high scoring game uh saints browns 
This one's an over-under of 32. I don't know if I've ever seen one that low. This game should... Mm. Yeah, didn't we say that our the Ravens one last week at 37 and a half was the lowest all season, and now they're just they're getting lower. Yeah, again, way Deshaun Watson temperatures been, are dropping. Deshaun so Watson's been so bad. Yeah, he's been so bad. Andy Dalton has also been bad. Yeah, and it's kind of I mean there was a good I mean Deshaun Watson's really good. There was a chance he could come back and set the world on fire, but when you haven't played in two years, we're it's seeing kind it. of expected. Yeah, and good. Fuck the Browns and fuck Deshaun Watson. Yeah, who's your either take way? On this I game? think they're gonna win. <laughs> they're gonna beat the Saints. I it's in Cleveland too. They have a good formula to beat the Saints. It's gonna be really bad weather. I take Chubb to pound the ball. This game that's one worth not watching. Chubb Rock. Houston Texans going to Nashville to visit the Titans division rivals. Titans mm-hmm. are gonna. Roll that music city miracle, no, but yeah, I think so too. Yeah, Titans big. That's... I think I think Derrick Henry. Well, then I'll be the voice of contrary here. Yeah, I, come on. I think we need some dissent. I think the Texans will go in there and at least make it a game, but it's divisional. The Titans are reeling, and the Texans have put up a fight so i'm gonna i'm gonna take the texans on this one love to hear it now we have some skin in the game on this podcast yeah i appreciate that it's our first descent of the week 16 so derrick henry against the texans the last couple times he's played them earlier this year he had 219 yards their first go round uh last season did not play them but we'll move to 2020 where he posted 250 yards against them and in the first go round of that game or that year he posted 212 God, yards against them why not do it again and if we want to move and if we want to move if we want to move to 2019 he put up 211 and 86 Jeez. against him so i think that's how the titans win and I think that he's gonna get the ball a lot, <laughs> like, and I think you might hear it on my top prop. Every player. year in his two, <laughs> every year in his two games against them, he's been hanging like three hundred yards, literally like <laughs> uh, like twenty percent of his yards. Jeez. The and with all that knowledge, I'm still sticking with the Texans. The Texans are fun. <laughs> yeah. the Texans are fun. I don't hate the Davis love, lovey Davis Mills. Yeah, love, lovey three pe- or Great three points. I, I, I like I like the over in that game. Actually, that should be a lot of points. Relative to what that's saying. Uh, Seahawks at, at Arrowhead facing the Chiefs. Which is an interesting game, you know. I, mean, I agree. We've already said the Chiefs don't just go around blowing people out. Yeah. And the Seahawks have had a pretty special year in their first without Russ. And Kenneth Walker is getting Geno healthy. Smith, who no one knew this Geno Smith existed anymore or ever did. Outside of West Virginia. But... Uh, it's just like I'm a. It's gonna be what we just said, and it's gonna be the Chiefs winning. It might be close for a lot of the game, and the score might not end close, but it'll be a typical Chiefs win. I will take. Well, very typical of the Chiefs to be ten point favorites and then not cover. I will. <laughs> right. I will win take, by six. Yeah, or something. yeah. I will take it being. I will take the Seahawks covering. I will take the Chiefs winning. This is a big loss for the Seahawks, so I think that they're gonna especially hang this week compared to others. But all of that else lines up for me. Moving along, Giants at Minnesota, the Vikings, kind of the last stand for the Giants. Yeah. Actually, and they got not, not too, too week, much, not too, but... too much compared to some other teams like Seattle. But it just feels like they need to kind of have one more win like this one to solidify that they're going to go to the playoffs. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be the week. No, me either. And I've, I've, said are the Vikings for real and kind of alluded to them not being for real. But after that, coming back against the Colts. It's wild. Like, maybe they are. I mean, I, I like them over the Giants. Yeah, I think it's in Minnesota, too. They're only four-point favorites. Which 1 is, p.m. Yeah, Kirk uh, Cousins Kirk's with the lunch. team. Yeah. Yes, sir. Kirk's yeah. going to eat. I'm, I'll go with the uh, contrarian position again. I'm going to take the Giants here. Right, um, Daniel Jones. No, no, I wouldn't say that. But I don't know. I 
I think perhaps the Vikings are in for a bit of a letdown. The Giants yeah, are doing they're their thing. They're riding that high of that comeback, but, you know, and who knows? What if the Giants, they were so great the first five weeks or whatever, right, and then like hit the eight. skids. But what if they find it? What if it's a, you know, bookends type of season for them? They're and they team, just win out. They're a team that built for the winter, but they're it? not a team built to beat Minnesota. Right. But we'll see. Fun game here. Patriots hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. See, I, think... I don't know how fun I don't know how fun this game will be. <laughs> I, I think it's fun because Cincinnati's only a small favorite. <laughs> I think the Cincinnati's gonna kill them. Why yeah, is I think that? Cincinnati's gonna like, kill just Something, something's yeah. up there. We're gonna just see because something. they're in Foxborough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think Cincy should kill them. But as a better it seems a little fishy. The Lions going to the Lions are going to Carolina, yeah, with the wild card on the line. <laughs> and we always we're always going to pull up our namesake, the Chopping Lions. I mean, they're they can't they're lose right to there. Sam Darnold with this on the line. No, they can't no. lose with Sam Darnold. And talk Sam about Darnold. hot. Talk about a team that has momentum and a head full of steam and just good vibes. Yeah. And love Dan Campbell. I a mean, king. he could be the a coach king. in Detroit for a while. Hopefully. He he kind of embodies what they need. I think that I think this should be a good game overall. I think we're gonna see a lot of running. I think it could be one of those games where we see it be like seventeen to sixteen or it could be like thirty five forty. Right, yeah. Like yeah. it's gonna be all or nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like it's gonna like either they're gonna pop through or they're gonna have a few sloppy plays. Jared Goff's been awesome this year. He's got some great receivers right now, too. The Lions will win. The last of our 1 o'clock games. Our boys, the Ravens, hosting the Falcons. I will be there. It it was going to be, I believe... It was like a high of 12 like 15 degrees, degrees or something. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be horrifically cold. What a Christmas Eve. I'm going to be sick probably for Christmas as a result of this game, and I'm going to have to watch Tyler Huntley play Desmond Ritter, well, which the, is really, <laughs> really a tough. On this thing Christmas to Eve game, that's the run game is our north star. Don't abandon that. J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards men. need to combine for fifty carries. Uh-huh. 50, like, yeah, just, no bullshit. Well, and do you think? See, and this is what's interesting. It's like now are they just going to come out and? We're not throwing the ball at all. That'd be we'll, fine. We'll, we'll have like be four fine. passes Don't this eat. week. That's fine. Oh, yeah. I'll let me know so I can benchmark Andrews and fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, right. that's that like that'd be totally fine. Like, you might drop Mark Andrews like Mark Andrews drop. Seen <laughs> one too one time too many. The Falcons are okay against the run, but if we pound it like we can yeah i mean if we we just read the jk dobbins stats and just the way the run game has been looking since his return and yeah. gus's return no and excuse all, it's no, like no, yeah no why excuse. not no excuse four o'clock buck we're going at the santa clara it's going to be much warmer than it is for me in baltimore they're hosting or the 49ers not the santa clara 49ers are hosting <laughs> the washington commanders now, this is an interesting game. I agree. I think the 49ers should roll them, but I think that the Commanders are a very, very much a real wild They're card. They're a capable right now. team. Very much a real yeah. wild card. And they have something, to, yeah, they have something to play for. A lot. I, I think the Niners get it done. I think. I think so too. That's I think this I is a team that Heineke just can't get it done against the Niners. They're too good on defense. Mm hmm. Uh, actually, there's only two four o'clock games on Saturday. I guess it makes sense because they got to spread some over to Sunday. But staying within the NFC East, we have the Eagles going down to Jerry World. To yeah, and out. we're not going to have Jalen shoulder hurts. Seemingly not. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's all but leaning in that direction. How could you pick against the Cowboys at this point? And how could you start Jalen Hurts as the Eagles too? Right. No, like, it's like they no could need. basically. You're going to the playoffs. I mean, and don't in order to lose the one seed, they'd have to lose out, and the Vikings would have to win out or something. Yes. So it's at the very least, yeah, give them a week, well, and then them, you if you win this one, it's like give them to the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, uh, either way, yeah. I mean, with him not playing, it spells a Cowboys win for me. You're well, excited to see Gardner Minshew though. I'll right. go for my yeah. I'll go for my third contrarian here. I I got the Eagles winning in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. One god to mention. And apparently and I haven't looked it Love up Gardner. yet, but it's out there, but 
Gardner missed practice yesterday to deliver a eulogy for Mike Leach at his funeral. Oh, and it was apparently, that. like, awesome. We love that. So I bet maybe that's worth looking up, audience. Yeah. Oh, I bet it was. Uh, what can I do to get him to read a eulogy for me? Have he was the son. last quarterback <laughs> at Washington yeah, State. Yeah, Washington with, State. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cougars. Yeah. Cougars. Yeah. And talk about, I mean, all the stories of, uh, it would be like, oh, yeah, Gardner would show up in like Daisy Dukes and a bottle of Jack Daniels and be all fucking, and it's like, of course he and Mike White were like best boys. Yeah. It's like Mike White was probably like, hey, we're on leech, oh, leech. Hey, can I talk to you about the Crimean War? <laughs> like, let me take two shots, boy, and we got we can <laughs> right. figure this out. Oh man, so, uh, the Christmas Eve Sunday night game, the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, going to Pittsburgh. Akersher Stadium to face the Steelers. This is a pretty interesting game. The rematch of the game, the, the matchup that brought us the Immaculate Reception. Yep, very fitting. Ago. Very fitting. There was a ceremony planned. Uh, so, but to, now uh, it's going to be a Yeah, is it true that the Steelers don't retire numbers? But they yes, were already correct. planning to retire Franco Harris's, or, or they are now, and it's just like, yeah, I mean, I I can't help but think that the Steelers are going to win. I mean, this is just a special week, and I believe in shit like that. It's like I hear, you'll I'm get up you. for something. I mean, like it happens in daily life. It's like if you're excited or you want to play or do for something, or there's like a passion or a a goal or whatever, you're going to do that. And I think they're going to win one for Franco this week. Raiders are two and a half point dogs. I'm biting the line. Biting the line. You're chopping the line. You're chomping on it. Yeah, we're going right at the Raiders this week. I love that. I think they're great value. Sunday, Christmas, we got three games, three horrible games, which we alluded to the other day, so we're not going to talk too, too much on them. We got the Packers at the Dolphins. Well, this could actually, th- that transitioned in one week into a very Suddenly viable. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, yeah you're right. This matchup you're now. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's Packers in Miami. Correct. Yeah. Going to be a little bit moist. Going to be a little bit uh, humid for Aaron Rodgers' Christmas game. I, hmm, I think... I think I like the Packers to keep it close. I do. I mean, I, 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 I like got the keep Packers it winning this one. I respect that. They're four-point dogs right now, and I think I love them to cover. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can get in the boat with you down in Miami. Sure. <laughs> down on them winning out. Take right, you but, out on Biscayne Bay. <laughs> but yeah, I, with baby Rubos. Tanya, you, cover me, cover me up in the boat out there, Doc. We're gonna be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go full Fredo. Yeah, they're, they're I know, gonna go get it done. Around the corner there. Should be an interesting game. I actually like the under in that game, too. It's at 49 and a half. I think both. I think it's going to be a pretty conservative game. I like the under there as well, yeah. It's going to be a, not a bunch of points. Broncos, Rams, after that. That's still bad. Yep, never got good. <laughs> never um, got good. I mm, And I like the Rams here. I, I will take the Broncos defense. Is there? I'll take the defense alone. Uh, what's can, going on with Russ? Uh, I think he's like playing. They're play. favored to win by two and a half. Okay, it's on the yeah. road. I think he's favored to play. If not, they might be regardless just of how good their defense is. I'll take the Broncos just because Baker, mm-hmm. he already kind of had his stroke of luck with the Rams. Uh, the Sunday night game, Christmas game, y'all are subjected to the Buccaneers and the Cardinals. Very bad. Uh, I don't even think Colt McCoy's playing for the Cardinals right now. Uh, no, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you got hurt. So yep. Tom, there, so there's no way. I don't even know who the third string quarterback is for the Cardinals, but there's no way the no, Bucks lose this, Bucks. right? No, <laughs> there's no, no way they lose yeah. this. T twelve. This is, and it is a must win. He's already said how he's going to be spending Christmas alone in a hotel room and talk about a guy that gets motivated. I think he's going to be like, hey. He better. Santa Claus is coming it down. This is a layup. This is a layup. <laughs> Our Monday night matchup, the one right on after ye old Christmas. So the one that overflowed. Boxing day game. Yes, the ye old boxing game. We got the Chargers at the Colts. Nick Foles starting for the Colts. Breaking news well, as of today. As of today, if y'all hadn't seen it. Doesn't matter much to me. I got the Chargers here. 
Chargers are playing finally pretty well. Mike and, Williams and Keenan Allen are healthy. And maybe Justin Herbert's on the mend more. I mean, he had that yeah. pretty, what seemingly was a significant rib injury that he didn't look good for a couple for weeks. A little bit. And then just around the time where that might be healing up, he and they are coming alive. Yeah. Something something tell and that was not me for once with the uh, Apple Watch uh, yeah, those uh, loyal followers you've heard that <laughs> but something tells me that old St. Nick Foles mm. comes around for a little bit of a late cover for the Colts I think the Chargers win mm. but if you're betting on the points steer clear there you go you heard it here first that's not my official steer clear but you heard it here first Wanted to throw in that St. Nick joke. So that is our week 16 coverage there. Bing, bang, boom. We're, we're going to roll right on into our rhyme time. Doc and I each got two points the last time we spoke. We had no picks over the the previous week because we did not record. So even though we were watching in spirit, we had a whole bunch of verbal picks out loud. Nothing official. With you in spirit. So with the autumnal classic, only a week left in it after this one. Doc's got 13. I've got 15. Joe trailing a bit behind with five and a half. My hotspot for the week, I love the Bengals minus three at New England. I don't know how that game's going to be close. Yeah, I mean, that's I had the same exact one. Um, Great minds. Yeah. Great minds. Producer Joe, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, Browns over the Saints. I think uh, home field advantage should uh, play well for them. And that's a tough matchup for Dalton, a little bit crisp weather-wise. Mm. We'll see if he can make the appropriate adjustments. Moving to our steer clears. I got the steer. I'm steering clear of the Steelers against the Raiders. Mm. They're two or they're two point favorites. I think the Raiders have a little too much talent for the Steelers. I think they. They get it done over Kenny. Kenny Pickett started. I hope we see some the next greatest play in NFL history happen during that game. The Raiders Franco have been exciting of late. Is just sprinkling fairy dust on the Steelers. Why not? Uh, my steer clear is the Bears. Uh, we've already kind of done that whole thing in the game, but yeah, I got the Bears losing to the Bills. It's not a not an easy matchup for them. Yeah, for uh, my steer clear, I'm going to say the uh, Detroit Lions. Looking for that wild card spot. Going to take out the Panthers. So, uh, see you later, Panthers. I see you're steering clear of the Panthers. Yes, sir. Gotcha, gotcha. I agree with that. That's That's a tough spot for them to be in. And I alluded to my top prop when we were going through the Week 16 overview, but I got Derrick Henry rushing for over 130. 30 yards mm-hmm. at least against Taking the day off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's going to leave 70 on the board just because he's. Might be 20 in nothing in the fourth quarter. Yeah. yeah, let him rest up. Over 130. I think he's going to have a ton of carries. My prop bets have actually been pretty good the last couple weeks, right. but my wallet's not feeling the same way about it. I like that Commanders 49ers game to go to overtime. Right. Uh, that's a top prop. Boy, yeah. There. I like that call there. I like that call. Producer Joe, why don't you wrap up our rhyme time for the week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top prop goes to my boy Nick Foles. One and only. I'm going to say the uh, Colts upset. All because of him. Uh, I can tell you confidently that's not going to be my bet. But hey, I lose at least close to as many as I bet. So we'll find out if it's going to be the, the case or not. But nice plays there overall. Excited to see how they uh, how they all go moving forward. So we'll get those posted to the social media as we try to do. We've been a little bit lazy this week. All apologies there. Tis the season to be busy with other things, as I'm sure many of our listeners can relate to. We talked about Mike Leach briefly uh, a few minutes ago. R.I.P. to to one of the kings of college football really an inspiring coach did a lot of he's good my things. king and he was the most interesting person in college football one of for the years king of content like, yeah one yeah, of the totally. biggest player coaches you're gonna find and was like you know picked back in the i mean he was one of the architects of the air raid offense yep 
The no, the ER. Well, yeah, there the, was a couple yeah. other guys, but it was apparently that wherever that school was, I wish I could remember, but it was just like they were just got like three weirdo football minds into a room and they were just like, mm-hmm. wait, how would we fucking do this? And everybody's like I think we got something here. And yep. they basically like revolutionized well, football in a sense. <laughs> and Mike Leach went to Pepperdine and was about right. to go to law school yeah. or something yes. like that. Or like, yeah. yeah. And he was, asked he was, his he wife. Law, yeah. yeah, he was like, yeah. And he was like, do you want me to make a lot of money or do good? And she was like, do good. And then he became a football coach right he's like i can he he said i said i can be a lawyer and come home miserable every single night or i can do something where we're gonna have to like make ends meet but every day i'll be the happiest version of myself she's like do that i would also love to see him in a courtroom i mean he would have been the same guy brilliant and hilarious and weird but winning cases left and right a lot of fun so lost a good one there out Mississippi State. Yeah, again, we'll all go check out that Minshew eulogy. It was supposed to be one to read, or I don't know if there's a video, the but whole, it's out the there. The whole feed yeah, probably yeah. be good. Yeah, it'd be worth yeah. tuning in for. Uh, Caleb Williams won the Heisman, I believe that was last week. We did not record in between, but wanted to put a little shout out there. Uh, moving to college basketball from college football, Maryland fell out of the rankings. They dropped three straight. They've looked pretty shitty overall. Not going to front that one. They got St. Peter's tomorrow. The old uh, NCAA darlings from a year ago. Mm-hmm. But they should be good to go overall. A little bit of MLB news. The biggest story of the recent days was Carlos Correa dropping out from the Giants oh, to go to the Mets. he went to take a physical and they saw something they didn't like. That's, a, that's the backstory there. And I'm going to... So a lot of people linked the Orioles to Correa because of Aaliyah, Elias, Elias, however mm-hmm. you pronounce it, um, and their connection at Houston. And I think Correa is like 31. He's only been to like two All-Star games. He's only batted over 300 one year. And not necessarily things. You not a world beater. Million not for, at right? all. And <laughs> yeah. if you're tra- if you're paying him. 30 mil a year or I'm paying Jorge Mateo three mil a year and he's paying way better defense and he's a better base runner right. and he's batting only a little worse all yeah. considered. I mean, he's not as much power, but nonetheless, you know, the Orioles are getting a lot of flack for not doing much this year after Elias said, Hey, we're going to make a splash. The free agency wasn't there for them to do that. Sure. Like that they were, there's no need for them to bid on these Ybaldo contracts, these Alex Cobb right, contracts, right, these right. Chris Davis where they're bidding against themselves. They they got a guy, uh, I think his name's Adam Frazier, who's a nice little utility guy up the middle. He batted like 270 for some good teams. That I, I, I'm excited to see what the Orioles do. I think the Mets are going to regret this contract. I thought the Giants were going to regret the contract right, as well. Yeah, yeah. I and think Gray is overrated. It seemed like the... Giants did, or what I mean, the, I, there were rumblings that he went for a physical, and the Giants were like, eh, "We didn't do that." And right. then he could just agent turn around and be like, "Hey, Matt, like, just go back to the next highest bidder and Correct. just be like, sight unseen, you want me?" Yep. <laughs> and and then, yeah, like, sight unseen. That's exactly. business, baby. Yeah. So, yeah, and I guess we'll have to watch it all play out. But yeah, kind of a odd happening. Absolutely, and you know, a lot of money thrown there. Well, we got a few other names still out there. Don't expect many to go the Orioles' way, but trust the process there. We got Michael Givens back. We got Michael Givens back. That was cool from uh, Colorado. Love to see that. (laughs) Michael Miss Givens. Love to see that. NBA news. We got the Bucks back atop the East over the Celtics. The West is a little bit of a wild, wild West going on right now between the Nuggets, the Grizzlies, the Suns, and the Pelicans. Zion's out of his mind lately. Yeah, yeah, mind. that 360 dunk well, a couple of nights ago or like a week ago was tight. Yeah, the Suns yeah, wanting to like fight him. doing his thing. Right, and it's like, okay, I'm over the Suns. I'm over Chris Paul and Devin Booker. I agree, I think, and I think that there's enough kind of smoke with their shitty owner 
Uh, Who's now gone? I mean, the, the I think, uh, what's his name? Matt Ishbia or some guy, mm-hmm. billionaire, former college today. player, bought it for 4.2. Yep, as 4.2, yeah. I think he played like Michigan State or something. He looked like an end-of-the-bench guy. Yes, no, he was. <laughs> looked like but, an end-of-the-bench but, but, but like created like a software company or whatever his shit was, he's now like worth $10 billion, out. yeah. Oh, yeah. But Zion over the month of December averaging 28.8. He's uh, currently a little bit banged up. But, yeah, you know, which is always the issue kind of or like story. the worry with him. But it's he's one of those guys like when healthy, it's like you are as advertised. Like you're better. Yeah, better. I mean, yeah, he's awesome. It should be uh, should be fun to see how he does throughout the rest of the year. NHL here, are the Caps, Joe. It's been two weeks since we've. Spoke last. They were eleven, twelve, and four when we when we talked last, and since then they are six, one, and zero. Oh. Good run, yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Lingren's been great. Uh, as as Kemper's been injured, he stepped up with. Uh, I think he had his first five games taken over. He he had five wins straight. Beautiful. Uh, with one shutout. Um, he's been just incredible. Um. I don't think we've talked since Ovi surpassed the 800. Yeah, no, we did not. We did not. Had a nice hat trick and interesting stat. The uh, last. So every milestone that's been 500, 600, 700, 800 goals has has happened on a hat trick. Oh, wow. That's wild. Wow. Now, it's not just just Ovi. It's anybody that's reached that milestone. Okay. But still, that's really wild. That's cool, too. Yeah, it's absurd. Quite a serendipitous. And I think it, what it means is the guys that reach those milestones have a fucking nose for the goal. They're like, oh, oh yeah. wait, to get to 800 Today's tonight, my I got to get a hat trick. Today's my Hold day. my beer. Like, <laughs> here comes three. And so what I loved is uh, Mbappe-esque. So, like, the Red Wings had to have had that image, like, because they, they celebrated it for them while, since it was an away game for the Caps. So somebody's thinking – why do I have this? He's three goals away from 800. What's the deal? Well, you know, Tune just in, in case, you know, yep. it's Ovechkin. So you might as well. You better be safe than sorry. And of course, but uh, now, so they replayed the uh, Red Wings on Monday. Ovi got held off from uh, tying Gordie Howe with uh, 801. So we're still looking for that. They're going to play uh, the Senators tomorrow and the Jets uh, the following on Friday. Uh, but yeah, Lingren's been great. Dowd had. Beautiful two goals, uh, nine seconds apart to tie it up Monday. Huge. Um, yeah. Orlov showing his offensive threat with uh, especially the overtime game winner. It was a hell of a game. And playing actual decent defense in the yep, process. Absolutely. Well, so. and that was cool. He could have done it against the Red Wings. and would have loved to see it, but it is equally as cool that it's almost like a cosmic, like the Red Wings are just like, you're not bra- you're, you're not, not meeting Gordy on this ice. <laughs> not gonna happen. Yeah, we right. already gave you a tribute. We're not about to like do this whole <laughs> fucking thing. You can have one milestone, but not two. Yeah, exactly. Not on the same night. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's yeah, awesome. That's it. That's it. So uh, it looks like they're heating up, and this is about their time too. Usually the the month or so before All Star, they they kick it up, and then they uh, ride that after the All Star break too. So. Maybe this will be their turn, and they uh, catch back up in the Metropolitan. Fingers crossed there. Definitely have a little bit more time to tune in. All right, and we've got no trivia this week, unfortunately. As a kind of the same vein of us not having a podcast last week. Damn, this was my week, too. Yeah, Joe had actually <laughs> already mailed it in four for four, in case you all, in case you all hadn't <laughs> known following along at home. But... No trivia this week, so we are going to be moving right on into our soapboxes before we wrap things up today. Mine is a little bit seasonally appropriate, kind of a twofer here. Wrapping presents, I did that today for about two or three hours. It's very physically and mentally exhausting, hurts the back, hurts the mind. Not particularly pleasant. Um, Christmas presents in general... Is my second part to this kind of in the same vein. So I love giving Christmas presents. A lot of fun. Love being able to see people happy, all that good stuff. I feel like there's an unfair amount of pressure you're giving me kind of like two or three weeks before Christmas. Like I I want to if there was like a Christmas badge for the year, 
Like, oh, right. I found the perfect gift for you. I bought it for you. This is your Christmas gift. I've satisfied this. Yeah. Like, I don't... It's it's awesome to give gifts. It's stressful to have to be like, oh, I got two weeks to try to find a gift for somebody. I knew exactly what I wanted for them in fucking June. Right. But, well, like, and see, there's a theory here where throughout the year, you see something that reminds you of someone, buy it, put it in the closet. There's your Christmas present for them. And there you can spread out some spending you can also just get the right thing. Yeah. But also gift giving. And, and I think we've been trending to a lot of people realizing it's Christmas got a little exorbitant. So you can just Plenty. get one person one thing. And that like it's like people with big families or a lot of friends. It's like you don't really get everybody like three things. And now you've spent a thousand dollars Christmas family. shopping. Yeah. Or, yeah. It's like that's a fucking lot of money to a regular Joe. Well, what I did with my department at school is we each got a gift and uh, we listened to Perry Como read "Twas the Night Before Christmas" oh, and yeah. and every time he said the word "the," you pass a gift, and so That's great, you, great you just way go to do it, right, yeah. and then and you get like a twenty dollar gift, right? Or yeah, it's one or, of those or you could do a wild card, but yeah, you just kind of throw it out there, and then boom, somebody gets a gift. But yeah, I think. Buying multiple gifts for many people is uh, it's a lot. It's, it's not in this economy. Yeah, especially yeah. Right. This inflation yeah, ramped outside, up right in time for fucking Christmas. Outside of like very close <laughs> relations and whatnot, it's like one person, one gift. It's a one to one thing. Sure. And also going to stay a little holiday here. And this is a soapbox, not a woke box. Nice so it's segue. not even like that. But it's like if I say happy holidays to you and you. Uh, uh, Merry Christmas. It's like, take my fucking, take my fucking salutation or take my sentiment the way it was supposed to be intended. Like, this is an attack on whatever your beliefs are, because I don't really give a fuck what they are anyway. So if I say Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah or Happy Holidays or whatever it is, just say the the same thing back to me and keep it moving. Like, that's all this is right now. Yep, I agree. Because I've noticed the times, and and I'll say Merry, I mean, I say it all, but the times I've said Happy Holidays, there are people that are like, Coffee. You can like, yeah, and they're like, it's like, all right, whatever. I don't know your fucking background, so just happy holidays. <laughs> like, and you know what? Don't wanna. Well, to add to that, like, I like happy holidays because it wraps up Christmas or Hanukkah, all Hanukkah, about. whatever. New but Year's. also New Year's, yeah. And that's what it, it's just easy. Yeah. I, like, I don't have to say two things. I can just go happy holidays. Yeah, I'm right there with yeah. you, Doc. Yeah, it's a good. It casts a wide net. And that's what we're doing. When in doubt. All right. My soapbox is I don't really have one. I'm just going to say I thought this episode was pretty fun, you guys. Jason, it was great having you here. You guys all sounded pretty good. Uh, Just uh, hope you and all the listeners have a great happy holidays. The happiest of uh, motherfucking holidays. Yeah, and so I'm going to just pass this off. Jason's got something to say. Have at it. Yeah, well, I guess uh, my soapbox here is the uh, Ravens fan visitor to the podcast is that, uh, yeah, I'm going to go on a jag about jag the, exi- yeah, the Dox, existential. Yeah, Dox Brothers Jags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, we've reached that point where it feels like the organization's at a crossroads philosophically and... Uh, I've long been a Harb supporter and just the institutionalist vision that is the Bashadi ownership the and regime. the the Aussie to EDC. I mean, EDC's been here for the entire length of the franchise. So, you know, and I've always in the organizational structure, we trust kind of thing. But, you know, this is uh, we're at the point with how this season ends up that maybe it will be time to start anew. You look at a lot of other franchises that have gone in a completely different direction. Sometimes it fails miserably once or twice, and then it strikes. Right. You don't want to be on that 30 to 40 year. And sometimes you can, sometimes that's when the pride and the prowess of the organization itself can shine through. It's like, hey, like, do we want to be this? Like, I'm not coming on to this franchise to try to turn the fucking Ravens into the Cowboys or the Dolphins. And like we had, we're trying to be the Ravens. We had trust. And then over the last two years, it felt like we were in a trust fall. 
<laughs> and now it feels like a trust fail. Like we've hit the ground, not running. <laughs> and and we really have but, three games left to prove that we can pull ourselves and that, up and, and, that, and shake ourselves is, out is, of it. This is the this true. Is it. This is the true moment that we're about. To, this is my witness. test. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm a, I tense odds for sure over the next couple of weeks. But thanks for letting me sit in. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was great, great to have you. Great yeah. to have you. Yeah, we've been talking about it for a while. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun indeed. It's a shame the Ravens didn't give us better storylines with which to uh, with which to chatter. But we'll have you back sooner than later, without a doubt. If you're a college football better, make sure to tune in for the Western Kentucky versus Southern Alabama game, the R&L Carriers, New Orleans Bowl, down in the Caesar Superdome in New Orleans. If you're like me, you're riding Western Kentucky as the dogs for today and the over. There's no other way to do so with these college football games. Hope for a lot of points. We'll see how it goes. But we're going to be coming at you all after Christmas, right before the New Year's, talking a little bit more about Week 16. Not a lot going to be popping on the blogs of late because we're busy. We'll see what we can get out. You'll uh, you'll hear from us on social media if and when we do. But we appreciate all of our listeners on the pod, as always. This is a lot of fun, boys. Great totally. time, as yeah. always. been a great time uh, doing this in general. Our Jordan cast, 23. Yeah. Signing off. Hitting the three like it's the uh, game six against the Utah Jazz. Shopping lines now. Mm-hmm.